Coming up on Planet Japan, Amy at the beach, Doug on the golf course, and a trip to a butler cafe for the women. Stay tuned for episode 49, Roman Porno and Peeping Toros. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. Well, it seems that uh, this man and woman were driving on an old country road, going in opposite directions. They passed each other. The woman leans out of her car window, points right at the man, and says, Pig! Well, of course, the guy didn't like that. He, uh, he shouted right back at her. He shouts, Bitch! Well, so they continue on their merry way. And as the man rounds the next corner, he suddenly slams right into a giant pig and is killed instantly. Wow. Kind she of a was sad. right again, right? Yeah. yeah. It just goes to show, always listen to a woman. There you go. Always take what she says seriously. Especially when it's about pigs. Ex- exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a true story. It probably has happened somewhere. Well, so how do you like our brand new show opening? I think it's kind of sexy. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, nice. That's, that's my old friend Carol from Florida. She's a professional voiceover artist. Oh, Carol. Yeah, sometimes known as Carol Ann. Sometimes known as Ashley. But I just call her Mama Lushka. Why? Well, it's a long story. <laughs> oh, no. But we go way back. We go way back to our, our college days. So big thanks and a big moo to Carol for her amazing, fantastic, spectacular Planet Japan opening. Uh... Okay. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Carol. Well, it's episode 49, and I'm Doug DeLong. And I'm Amy Chavez. Welcome, everyone, to Planet Japan. It's great to have everyone back again as we near our big five zero next week. That's right. Wow. Yeah. The big five zero. Almost a year. Almost one year. Of Planet Japan. Amazing. So how was your golden week? My golden week was uh, uh, pretty uneventful, but I hear you had a lot of fun out there on the beach. Well, yeah, you should have come to the Moo Bar. We were open every day for golden week, yeah. and we were really busy. Had lots of people mooing out there. Mm-hmm. We had people kayak out. We had people sail out. We had really? people take the ferry out to the Moo Bar. Wow. It was really fun. And remember that automatic mooer that oh, I sure. have? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was there, too. People were having lots of fun with that. <laughs> Well, it's hard to go wrong with an automatic mower and a couple of drinks in you. That's right. Yeah. And we've got some new drinks. We've got a pina mulata. A pina mulata. Yep. That's like a pina, pina colada. colada. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But at the moo bar, it's a pina mulata. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And we have a mugarita. Of course. Right, of mm-hmm. course. A brown cow. A brown cow. <laughs> that would have Myers rum in it, of Ooh, course. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. 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 So you got to come out and try the new drinks. So it's like a party all the time? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And you know we're expanding the Moo Bar this year. I've heard, yeah. Yeah. So actually there are photos of our fun-filled uh, Golden Week mm-hmm. on my blog at dailymoo.blogspot.com. Ah, cool. Now it's Daily Moo, D-A-I-L-Y. Okay. Moo is with four O's because a cow has four teats. Yeah, and we can say teats because it's a podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's dailymoo.blogspot.com, and you can see mm-hmm. the Moo Bar there and a lot of our fun customers. And, yeah, it's a moo and great time. Mom. And speaking of the beach, 
at Shiraishi. We uh, want to remind people that coming up July 1st and 2nd is the big second annual Planet Japan beach party. That is going to be so much fun because there's so much going on that weekend anyway. We've got the opening of the sea ceremony with the Shinto priest there. Mm -hmm. We've got the throwing the bad insects off the island ceremony. Yep. (laughs) Now, if people uh, are interested in joining us, they really need to let us know pretty soon because the uh, spots there in the Minshuku will fill up. The Minshuku will fill up, and the international villa will probably fill up pretty quickly. I think the international villa is already full. Ah, but there are other places where people can stay. Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, we have a good deal for everyone. So okay. um, we'll now people don't. Uh, of course, you don't have to stay overnight. You can just come out in the morning and leave in the afternoon. Or... Well, you could. Most people will stay overnight. I think though, because it can. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a haul unless you live in Okayama. Or That's true. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So. So if you want to join us, uh, just send us an email at planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, you'd want to stay overnight because we're going to have a barbecue and, you know, mm-hmm. ghost stories around the campfire. Oh, that sounds so, like yeah, fun. Yeah. Now, um, a couple of weeks ago, I went out uh, and played golf. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know the, you played golf. At the Okayama Country Club. Oh. First time I've really played golf in about four or five years. So the last four or five years, I've been, you know, kind of saving up so I could play golf here in Japan. Saving up money? Yeah, it's a little more expensive in Japan to play golf. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, It cost, uh, I, I ended up spending a um, couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. for, for, the, uh, for the golf, but that included a refreshing beverage of my choice. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I shot a uh, 72. Wow, that's pretty good. On the front nine, and then 77 on the back nine. Oh. Which means uh, I had the worst score of anybody who's ever played on this particular course. You're kidding. I think so. The worst ever. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Now, here's some fun uh, golf jargon that you should remember if you're playing golf in Japan. Okay. Whenever anybody hits the ball onto the green, you should yell, nice on. <laughs> nice on. Nice on. What does that mean? It means nice shot getting onto the green. Oh, right. Nice on. Nice on. Yeah. As an on to the green. Exactly. Just kind of abbreviated. Sure. Uh-huh. Now, if you, somebody in your, in your group hits the ball into the hole, which is, you know, the goal of the game, then you should yell, nice in. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, nice in. Nice in. Uh-huh. I wonder if they use that term in sex, too. It's entirely possible. Yeah. <laughs> nice in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the one that kind of mystified me. Oh. I was playing with a group of, of three other guys in a foursome, right? And uh, occasionally, one of the guys in the group would yell out, nice body. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, I'm playing with... Uh, with a group of gay guys. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that, as Jerry Seinfeld would say. Right. Yeah, but then it occurred to me that they weren't really complimenting my body. Oh, or anybody else's someone body. else's? No, they were saying nice birdie. <laughs> One under par, you see. <laughs> <laughs> nice body. Did, did you have a, a birdie? I never did actually have a birdie. No, so nobody actually yelled that at me. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Nice body. Yeah, nice body. Yeah. Body, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The most exciting part of the afternoon was on the first hole. We're getting ready to tee up, and, and we've got a, a golf cart over there and two women caddies. Now, I've never had caddies before. Mm-hmm. I've never had a personal servant of any kind. It was kind of fun. And they, you know, they get the clubs for you and everything, and it's really cool. But uh, the golf cart is, is off to the left, and it's on the golf path. Suddenly, there's nobody in the golf cart, and it starts going down the hill. No way. Yeah. So I, I looked over, and, and I noticed that the golf cart was going down the hill by itself, a runaway golf cart. And I panicked. I ran after 
this golf cart because <laughs> um, I had, you know, these well, sure, visions. Of course. I had these visions of dead golfers and a horrible, you know, yeah. horrific situation. So then I went over and I grabbed the golf cart to try to stop it. But then I noticed people were laughing at me. Uh-oh. Apparently, there's such a thing as driverless golf carts now in Japan. No way. Nobody bothered to really tell me about that. Yeah, they're remote-controlled, driverless... Remote-controlled? Driverless golf carts. What happened to those pretty girls? Well, they can... You have an option. You can drive the golf cart, or you can just push a button, and the golf cart drives itself along the golf cart path. It's an amazing invention that nobody ever bothered to tell me about. So I ended up making a complete fool of myself. We got Jin do that. Well, this is an exciting uh, episode because at the end of the show tonight, we are going to announce our very first winner of the Planet Japan Lucky 7 contest. All right. Yeah. And we're going to have a brand new contest that people can uh, have another chance to win the kanji flashcards. Great. Those kanji yeah. flashcards by White Rabbit Press, right? Indeed. Coming up at the end of the show, we'll announce who the winner is and we'll give the clues for the second contest. Well, if you remember, uh, last week we talked about the phenomenon of naked sushi. Oh, yeah. Where you put uh, sushi on a naked woman and then you eat the sushi off the naked woman. She essentially becomes a plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, a lot of women thought that was demeaning to be treated like a plate. Right. So we got a couple of emails from women saying, well, why couldn't we have a naked sushi man? A male plate. A male plate that women could eat sushi off of. Well... Somebody apparently uh, heard their concerns, and at this very same restaurant in Seattle where they had the naked sushi woman, they now have a variation of the naked sushi called the Naked Donut Night. And this is a man who's offering the donuts? This is a naked man. He becomes a plate. They put a bunch of donuts on him, and women eat the donuts off of the naked man, of course, after the obligatory ring toss game. (laughs) Well, it seems like women are standing up for their rights in Japan. We've got all kinds of things for women now. Indeed. Such as, an otaku mom might be interested in this, Mm -hmm. there's a new female otaku cafe. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's a coffee house for women otaku. So it's like the, like... uh, the old French maid cafes for guys, but this is for women. Exactly. Okay. When they go to the cafe, they're greeted by butlers. A butler? Yeah. How cool. Yeah. And he's trained for over a month for this job. Now, this is not Rhett Butler from oh, Gone with the Wind, is it? No. No, okay. But I bet that someone probably <laughs> is dressed as Rhett Butler. <laughs> that would certainly get the women in. They love that movie, Gone with oh, the Wind. Oh, sure. Or as they say, gone with the window. Gone with the window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gone out the window. Yep. And it's called the Swallowtail Cafe. They say they have over 100 customers a day. Right. And another instance of women rising up and saying, hey, enough of this stuff, all this entertainment for men. Yeah. Us women want it too. Sure. So did you hear about the new porn movies? The uh, the soft core porn movies. That's right. Yeah. For women. Now they're well. They're not really for women, but they are hoping that they'll pick up more women moviegoers. Ah, I see. Yeah, if there's a little more romance and perhaps even a story involved with porno movies. I've noticed that women, when it comes to porno, women seem to like some kind of a story, any kind of a story, Context. a love story, yeah. something you know would be mm-hmm. good. Yep. For men. They just want to see it, you know, raw, naked sex. That's pretty much what men want to see. So it makes it difficult for men and women to watch porno together. But now, thanks to this Japanese porno maker, he's got the solution. Yeah. Now, this is not exactly a new concept. They had um, these soft porn movies in the 70s, and, and they were actually quite popular, but they were just a passing phase. But now they're hoping, and I quote, that these movies will, will generate a sense of crisis for the regular movies. 
Oh, I see. In other words, if there's no sex in it, no people aren't going to want to watch the the regular movies. So this guy thinks that softcore porno movies are going to overtake the mainstream movies and people will just start watching his porno movies. Yep. Oh, sure, that'll happen. Because he says <laughs> there is a freedom and stimulation not found ah. in ordinary movies. Well, there is a stimulation, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, pff, yep, yeah. sounds like it. Now, <laughs> softcore porn has its roots in what is called in Japan Roman porno. Roman porno, the, yeah. the gladiator porno. Well, no, actually, it's more a short form of romantic pornography. Ah, romantic porno. Yeah, Roman porno, of course. <laughs> of course. You know? Go out, check out the softcore porn, and soft hopefully porn. you'll have a nice in. <laughs> there you go. You know, I have an idea, though, for yeah. these soft porn movies. Okay. You know, there are a couple theaters, one in Tokyo and one in Osaka. This is not related to porn, but I think it would be a very good idea. Okay. Is they've uh, offered these smellorama movies. Oh, you can actually smell <laughs> something from the movie. Right. Yeah, in the case of porn though, it'd be a lot of sweat and Yeah, well. Yeah. You know, that stimulation part, you know, they uh -huh. were talking about that the other movies were lacking. Right. Yeah, they yeah, pipe in these uh, these scents. And some <laughs> of the uh, examples were a mix of peppermint and rosemary is emitted from special machines during a sad portion of the film. Because that's a sad smell? Apparently. When you're sad, don't you smell rosemary and... Parsley, sage, rosemary and thyme. Oh, wait, <laughs> there I, you go. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> yep. Indeed. So they could, you know, they could definitely get a little more stimulation out of soft porn if they kind of piped in some... Certain mm -hmm. smells. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Smellorama. It's just my idea. You know, Smellorama seems like it was, somebody tried that like back in the 70s or 80s, didn't they? Oh, probably. It's coming back? Everything's been tried once. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck to the Smellorama folks. Yeah. Yeah. When I go to a movie, that's what I want. I want a good, a good smell. Well, you got to be sure to get an aroma seat. It's only available for the, the back like 33 or 35 rows. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Special seats that emit the, the smells. Mm -hmm. Now, the, so then, then there's a different smell for different uh, parts of the movie? Yeah. Depending on the, the emotion they want to convey. Right. Are, is there any such thing as a bad smell? Like if somebody farts in the movie, are you going to smell it in your seat? Um, I would doubt that. That's good probably. But who knows, you know? Yeah. It would be probably at times hard to, disti hard to distinguish which were the smells from the movie and which were from <laughs> the audience. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, speaking of porno movies, as we were, I read about this... Uh, kind of very strange guy who apparently is uh, one of the people in Japan who's enjoying a new fetish. Ooh, a new fetish. A new fetish. Another one. Are you in the market for a new fetish? Maybe. Depends on what it is. Well, this one's kind of interesting. He has a fetish for these uh, surgical masks that uh, women wear when they've got a cold in Japan. Uh -huh. That makes sense, doesn't it? Okay, so in other words, now they wear those surgical masks because they have a cold and they don't want to spread their cold. Right. So in other words, he's turned on to women who have colds. No, he doesn't care if they have a cold. He just likes the surgical mask. Ooh, maybe I'll start wearing one. So he, uh, he followed this woman home, came up behind her, reached around and ripped off her mask and ran away. Wow. Yeah. Police busted him, though. <laughs> found out he had an entire collection of these surgical masks at home. Oh, with lipstick marks on them. I guess so. But here's the interesting thing. They also found some uh, DVD porno movies that <gasps> featured actresses no. wearing these surgical masks. Really? Yeah. And so, of course, the magazine uh, that reported the story called up the director of these movies. And the director says, well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, there's really only a small number, a handful, really, of people that enjoy 
or that have this mask fetish, which kind of makes me wonder why is he making porno movies about a fetish that nobody... Only a handful of people only are going to yeah. buy. That makes no sense to me. Right. He's a liar. I think so. You can't trust porno movie makers anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Not like the old days. But, you know, now that this is in my mind, next time I see a woman with one of these masks, I might uh, get turned on a little bit. Well, you know, there are a lot of guys with fetishes in Japan, it seems. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about this guy who, he was, he's a peeping taro. A peeping taro. Right. Not a peeping, a peeping tom. tom. No, not in Japan. Peeping taro. Peeping taro. Must be. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was peeping in on women at an outdoor spa ah. over Golden Week. Sure. Well, you know, you got to have a hobby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, um, well, apparently someone noticed him and a person from the management of the spa Chased him, mm -hmm. went after him. He fleed. He fled. He fled. <laughs> <laughs> he ran away. And jumped into a river ah, to course. get away. Sure. And uh, he drowned. Oh, well, then the story doesn't really have a happy ending. Oh, speaking of peeping, when I was in college, I had a really stupid roommate. And if you're out there listening, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my roommate and I, we went to a, a strip show one night at a local... <gasps> uh, you didn't. A local bar. Yeah. It's quite exciting. We went in there, and these beautiful women came on stage, took off all their clothes. Wow. It was quite entertaining. But then my, my goofy roommate, after the show is over, he goes out, he climbs over a fence with barbed wire on it so that he can peep into their dressing room. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you think you're going to see in there that you didn't just see on the stage? Exactly. Yeah. What an idiot. Is it time for cowtails? I believe it is time for cowtails. My favorite part of the show. You know, I kind of miss your automatic moo. <laughs> Are you saying you don't like the uh, natural moo? No, I'm just saying I miss the automatic moo. Two weeks ago, we talked about um, these strange people in California who actually didn't like cows grazing in the pastures around yeah. Walnut Creek. I can't imagine. They, they just thought that they were ugly and... And they, they just obviously do not appreciate cows. Right. Now, to me, I can't think of anything nicer than a beautiful green pasture with cows mm -hmm. in it. I sure. mean, it's a lovely sight. I it's suppose. Bucolic. Bucolic. Yeah. That sounds like something a baby gets when he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those lovely country scenes that everyone imagines. It's uh, pastoral. Pastoral. Indeed. There you go. <laughs> well, wouldn't you know they have people like that in the East Coast, too? Here's another story. Okay. Now, this is in Angelica, New York, uh, where obviously the people aren't too angelic. I suppose. Mm. Because there, there is a couple who lives there, and they're Hindu. Okay. So naturally, they have some cows who are family members. Mm -hmm. And they live in the house. Well, I'm not really <laughs> sure, but it does say that the cows sometimes grazed on the lawn. Something you don't see every day at somebody's house. Well, I mean, it's a cow. Of course it's going to graze on the lawn. Okay. I mean, this is not a federal crime. But apparently the neighbors didn't really appreciate having cows in their neighborhood. Well, someone didn't. Yeah. They said that they have to move their animals. And uh, the couple, and their name is Voith, the, the couple said that they were more family members than anything yeah, sure. Now, can you imagine someone telling you to move your kids? So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to send a, a, a card to these uh, two people. Mm -hmm. There are Stephen and Linda Voith in Angelica, New York, and just okay. tell them that I sympathize with them. So the court has told them that they have to move their cows. The state Supreme Court. The state Supreme Court said, yeah. get those cows out of there. Yeah. How rude. 
I think it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our sad cow tale. It is pretty sad. So once again, it's time for the ever popular smut jargon in which Planet Japan teaches only the very finest smutty words and expressions that are very useful for our listeners. So this week's smut jargon is... Hokuro o mitsuketa yo. One more time. Hokuro o mitsuketa yo. Ah, which means... I found your birthmark. Well, there you go. Hey. That's a useful expression to know then. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you found her birthmark, you're doing okay probably. I found your birthmark. One more time in Japanese. Hokuro o mitsuketa. There you go. That's this week's smut jargon. (laughs) Okay, let's go ahead and talk about the blog of the week this week. I found a really great blog. It's called Chorus Isolate Confirm. A rather odd name. I have no idea what it means. Hmm. Hmm. But it's a great blog. It's done by a gentleman by the name of Jesse Jace. J-A-C-E. He's he's an English teacher in uh, Tokyo. I've noticed there are a lot of blogs out there written by English teachers in Japan, and they can generally, I think, be divided up into two categories. First category being those that are kind of boring and self-indulgent. And uh, the other category, those that are really well-written and entertaining and, uh, and fun to read. This one falls into the latter category. Uh, Jesse's a really good writer, interesting writer, and I especially like the way he mixes up uh, what's going on in Japan with the uh, American political scene, which is kind of one of my areas of interest as well. So there you go. It's called Chorus, Isolate, Confirm, and you can locate it at Jesse Jace, that's J-E-S-S-E-J-A-C-E dot blogspot dot com, and of course we'll put a link to it on the blog where you can find it. It's a really good blog. Take a look at it. Some good pictures too, and uh, enjoy. That's this week's blog of the week. There you go. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's wrap things up here with audio mnemonics kanji, and then we'll announce our big contest winner. Okay. I think uh, that this week for audio mnemonics, I'm going to tie it in with the smut jargon. Feel free. Okay. Um, this is the kanji for miru, which means to see, mm-hmm. or also to find, as in the, the case before, as in I found your birthmark. And basically, this is an eye on legs an eye on legs. Right, because okay. miru means to see. Right. And uh, you've got the eye, which is the regular symbol of an eye in kanji. Mm-hmm. And then it's got two legs. Okay. And I think in this case, if it had found the birthmark, it was probably fleeing. Ah, indeed. Maybe. Yeah. Miru. Miru. Okay. It's pronounced miru. Miru. Usually. Sounds mm-hmm. good. That's this yeah. week's audio mnemonics kanji. It can also be mitsukeru. Mitsukeru. Yeah, it's okay. the mi. So the me and miru, or the me and mitsukeru. Miru is to see, mitsukeru is to find. There you go. Really, people don't really need to do anything except listen to Planet Japan to learn all the Japanese they really need. Well, I mean, this is important stuff. Yeah, you exactly. You know, finding birthmarks and all that. Who, where, where else would you learn this stuff? That's right. Okay, well, I'm excited. It's now time to announce our very first <gasps> winner Ooh. of the Planet Japan Lucky 7 contest. Why don't you explain to our listeners... How we came up with the winning entry. I could do that. Yeah. We got, uh, I believe, 24 correct entries with the correct answer, which was karaoke. Now, people uh, are wondering about the answers to these seven hints. Check the webpage, planetjapan.org, and you can find the answers there for the first contest. So I took all 24 entries. I put them into a random number generator on the internet. Ooh, cool. So everybody had an equal chance. Mm Mm-hmm. And rolled them around and came up with... The winner is... (laughs) 
Bruce Jensen. Ooh, I like that name. Yeah, Bruce Jensen. I'm not sure where Bruce is from because he didn't say where he's from, which reminds me, for our next contest, if people would, when they enter, please give us their name and where they're from. Okay, so Bruce wins a set of these really very cool kanji cards from mm-hmm. White Rabbit Press. That's right. These are the best kanji cards I've ever seen. They, they are great. They're so It's so much easier to learn with flashcards than mm-hmm. it is like with a book and a list and all that stuff. Exactly. They're very, very helpful. I highly recommend them. So a big uh, congratulations go out to Bruce Jensen. We'll be in touch soon. And uh, he'll have his kanji flashcards in no time. Now, of course, you don't have to be a winner of the contest to get the flashcards. Just go to White Rabbit Press. You can buy them for a very reasonable price. And that's what? WhiteRabbitPress.com? WhiteRabbitPress.com. If you were not lucky enough to win this week, we're going to start our second contest right now. All right, let's start. Okay, now the uh, deadline for this second contest for entries will be May 21st. Okay, get your entries in uh, before May 21st, and we'll have we'll announce the winner, okay, on our May 24th show. All right. And this is the same type of contest, right? Uh, exactly the same format. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seven clues. Find the answers to the seven clues. Take the first letter of each answer. Rearrange them to get the final answer. Send it to planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. You can check our website for the clues also. And just uh, send us your entry. It's real easy. Now, this time, the final answer is an English word, but it's related to Japan. That's the only hint you're going to get. And now, let's go ahead and uh, start our second Planet Japan Lucky 7 contest. Here we go. Clue number one. These straw mats are used in most Japanese homes as a floor covering. The traditional style. Clue number two. These thin Chinese-style wheat noodles often have a slice or two of roast pork on top. Oh, that's very delicious. Number three. This third largest Japanese city is in the Kansai region. That's easy, right? Okayama. No, it's not Okayama. The name of the Puccini opera in which an American soldier in Japan marries a Japanese woman. Okay, next clue is... The Japanese word for movie. The spelling is important on that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The sixth clue, the period in Japanese history from 1603 to 1868. The last clue, number seven, this Japanese word for apple sounds like one of the Beatles. There you go. Hey. Seven clues. Sounds like a good contest to me. Can I enter? Uh, no. Uh, Cows Planet, aren't allowed to enter? Planet Japan employees are not eligible for the Lucky 7 contest. No. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> but there you go. You got seven answers. Take the first letter of each one. Unscramble them. Send the final answer only to planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. We are waiting for your contest entries. And thanks to everyone who played and sent us the uh, sent their entries in. Now's your second chance. Well, that's about it for this week. Uh, Amy, we'll see you next week for our big 5-0. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, have a good week. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Sayonara. Bye-bye. Mom.